0: What's up, everybody? This is Zach
1: and Amy, Shad and Judah. With
0: be a light, we hope that you've been having just a fantastic, good old time, as they'd say. Glad you're all, all back. Are, okay. How are y'all doing?
2: I'm excellent. I'm superior.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Judah, how are you down
1: there? I love lamp.
0: <laughs> you what? I love. He said, "I love lamp." Okay. Good. How are you loving my life?
3: I'm good. I'm good.
0: Good. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about a subject that is very, very powerful and
1: very, very good.
0: I'm going to kick it to Judah.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, I expected this. Um, you know the rule. This is the, oh, I'm the rule. Out. I know. I <laughs> know. Uh, so, I'm going to be reading out of Isaiah 53. I'm going to read the whole chapter because it's good. Um, I don't have what, have.
0: what are we talking about?
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I was getting there. Um, so the subject for today is going to be uh, how salvation, specifically, I'm going to be talking on healing because the Lord's given me revelation on everything else. But how salve- salvation and healing happened with the same act, mm. and that it, healing doesn't require a separate faith from salvation. The same faith we use for salvation is the same faith we use for healing. And I'll elaborate more, but I want to read uh, the chapter we're going to be speaking out of. So it's Isaiah 53. It says, Who has believed what we have heard, and who has the arm of the Lord been revealed to? He grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. He didn't have an impressive form or majesty that we should look at him. No appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like someone, who, someone people turned away from. He was despised and we didn't value him. Yet he himself bore our sickness and he carried our pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities. A punishment for our peace was on him. Hmm. And we are healed by his wounds. We all went astray like sheep. We all have turned to our own way. And the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. He has... He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb led to the slaughter, and like a sheep silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was taken away because of oppression and judgment, and who considered his fate? For he was cut off, but from the land of the living he was struck because of my people's rebellion. They made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man at his death. Although he has done no violence and not spoken deceitfully, yet the Lord was pleased to crush him severely. When you make him a restitution offering, he will see his seed, he will prolong his days, and by his hand the Lord's pleasure will be accomplished. He will see it out of his anguish, and he will be satisfied with, the, with his knowledge. My righteous servant will justify many, and he will carry their iniquities. Therefore I will give him the many as a portion and he will receive the mightiest spoil because he submitted himself to death and he and was counted among the rebels. Yet he bore the sin of many and interceded for the rebels. So I'm hoping the Lord will help me dissect this. And as we go, um, you know, as I go, maybe on a Friday night or something, the Lord will just help me, uh, continue to understand this. But, and I read it all because it's just so good. Um, but the portion I would be talking about really is he was despised and yet we didn't value him yet. He bore our sickness. He carried our pains, but we in turn regard him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. He was pierced because of our transgressions crushed because of our iniquities punishment for our peace was on him and we are healed by his wounds. And so what this comes from is because for so long and before we started the video, Chad talked about all the things that I hate. Um, and there's like in my spirit, I just can sometimes, I hear a teaching and I'm like, man, I hear the good, but there's one thing that just irks me and like feels like I'm being stabbed. It like hurts. Um, and it's been the faith teaching, the faith healing teaching. That's been good. We need to have faith. We need to believe there's healing, but, when it begins to turn around and say, you don't have enough faith or you need to produce faith or you, I'm like, I don't know. And I know uh, there we, we walk in faith, we grow in faith, but scripture says he's the author and finisher of our faith. And, um, so for years I've been talking with the Lord about this. I'm like, what is wrong here? You know, you're not to blame the person's not to blame. What's going on? Like, we're trying to figure this out. Um, and just, the past few days he's been talking to me about um how we started with preaching salvation with no healing and then we went the 100% opposite and preached healing without salvation we had so many teachings on healing but not salvation And he said, but now that's coming around and you're going to hear this type of teaching from more. He's been telling me this. You're going to hear this type of teaching from more people than just me. Your favorite preachers are going to begin to get this revelation. And I'm not saying I'm anything. I'm just saying this is what I'm hearing the Lord's doing in his body. Because they started in healing. And now they're coming back around and people are even starting to teach them the word salvation is sozo means saved, healed, delivered, made whole. Like it's just restoring everything. Mm-hmm. That's why that's salvation is not just for your healing, but it's for your, your prospering everything in your life, just ultimately changing your life completely. Mm-hmm. But what I want to focus on is healing because what he told me, he said, Judah, he said, the same faith you have for salvation is the same faith, you use for healing and i was like okay lord i'm listening i'm trying to understand what you're saying I'm, I'm almost picking up what you're putting down um and i just began to think about it and guys when i got saved and i'm pretty sure everyone in here can agree i wasn't immediately fully convinced of my salvation i had that initial yeah i'm saved but I grew in knowledge of what that salvation was and like how I'm united with him. I'm his child. He'll, ne- he's never angry. He'll still is, is my um, sin as far as the East is from the West is the sea of forgetful, all these things, these scriptures about my salvation. But I thought I then, once I got that, had to learn about healing Yeah. outside of that and like get a separate faith and just shama, shama, shama my way into healing. And for a long time, I didn't have a lot of sickness in my body. Um, but recently I got in an accident in August and um, it hurt my back. The doctor said, are oh, you going to have this spinal injury forever? Blah, 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 And like, I believed it and not saying it's not true. It's a fact, but the truth is I'm healed and, mm-hmm. and we'll get to that. But um, so I believed that. And I really started having it consciously mm-hmm. on my mind every day and then Just uh, the past few days, I've been hearing about a word about the power in your words. So I've been speaking in my back. And one thing that came to my mind is like, I I said, I reject that report of my that, that I have this injury. And this is important because what the Lord began to talk to me about, he's like, in the same way you grew in knowledge of how you're saved, how you have that, it's really the saved portion I'm speaking of is right relationship with Him. Because remember, the healing is included in salvation. He's like, in the same way with that, you need to learn how you're healed. Mm-hmm. You grow in the knowledge of your healing. You grow in knowing that you're healed. You you get in the word, you hear scriptures. But that same action, you really, it all comes back to Christ. That's why I read the whole thing. Because this act, and I can dissect it, um, that it covers everything it covers everything in this, in this chapter here. Um, and so now I'm learning and I'm being, I'm able to speak and say, my body is healed. And I used to be against that too. Cause people would turn that into just a confession. They get up and they confess I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. And they became robotic. But once you take it just in the same way, I took it learn my right relationship i learned that by having a relationship with god i now take it and i have relationship with him but i learn to stand on that and so um last night my my back started going out and i was like laying down on some ice i didn't take any medication because i'm not going to get in the way i believe because it's too crazy um but i was just laying there and i had isaiah 53 playing and I just had played it over and over and over. And then I hear the Lord just say, Hey, get up and start walking around the room because I wasn't going to accept that it was going to make me bedridden. And the thought started coming that was saying I was going to miss work today. And like, it was just going to be like the other times it's went out. It's been like two days or something. So I got up and I put Isaiah 53 on. And I just started listening to it, speaking it about, speaking it out, speaking to my back and praying in tongues, just walking back and forth and not like a little bit of pain. Like I was like couldn't couldn't even really breathe it was that bad um but I would just kept continuing speak the word and say no this and because just same way and what I'm getting to is in the same way if someone says you're not saved if you're solid in your salvation you're gonna say yes I am and yeah they might not see any results of it even though and I know I'm kind of going everywhere guys that's because this is just new to my brain um but in the same way, They began to see fruit of that right relationship with the Lord over time. People are going to see the fruit of me believing I'm healed. I'm going to say this one day. These glasses are going to be gone. One day, every part of my body is going to be completely whole and I'm not going to have eyes that weary. I'm not going to hit a 50 year old wall. I'm not going to hit any of these walls because he's promised life to me. He said, so, uh, as your years, so shall your strength be. That's the word. And like, what we do is we begin to stand on that and say, this is the truth. It's a fact that my back is injured, but it's the truth that by his stripes, I was healed. Mm-hmm. And as I begin to stand on that and say, no, this is the truth. I agree with this. And I believe with this. And that's where the actual faith is. Just like how you have that faith and you know, you're solidified. I'm saved. I'm signed, sealed, delivered. I have that right relationship with the Lord. You know, I don't got to confess scripture every day. That's because I took that time to meditate on that right relationship with him. And now I'm taking that time and that same faith, not producing more, but that same resilient. Because when he says, talks about faith, your little faith, he's not talking about small amount. He's talking about your short lived. And a lot of us have short lived faith because we're so taught that when you lay hands, they might instantly be healed. But he said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover Thus showing time. So there are instant miracles, but there's also progressive healing. And for a Christian, we should learn how to walk in health. Yes, but walk to receive our own healing in our own cells. So what I'm growing in now is that same faith, even though I don't see it. Just like with my salvation, I can't see that I'm saved. I can see it in the scripture and now I've seen fruit over time. In that same way I'm standing on the word. And I'm just not giving in. I don't have like great faith because even this is the last thing I'll say because I believe I've summarized things well. And um, when Jesus said, you have, you know, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can speak to this mountain, be moved. He told me recently, he said, Judah, I was making a joke. And I I wasn't saying produce more. He was saying I was making a joke that you had, even if you had the littlest bit of faith. It's not the faith that you have. It's that you stay in that faith mm. that you stay resilient saying, no, this is the truth. Everything else around you can yell that it's not, but then you say, this is the truth and you stand in that. Even if it's the littlest a bit and he's already given you that cause he's the author and finisher of your faith. So if you've been beat up by people saying you just don't have enough faith, brother, you don't have enough faith. You got to get more faith. Well, one, you can let yourself know and let them know Jesus has produced faith in you Mm -hmm. and that it doesn't matter the amount of faith but if you stand in that little bit because we've all been given a measure but people try to say that as like one was given a ladle one was given a teaspoon no the same measure of faith it's the faith it's Jesus's faith that we're living from so you don't need to produce more you're living from his faith So you stay in that and say, no, this is just making up your mind. And you become more convinced of that. The more you get in the word, the more you do get in those scriptures, not from confessing them because what happens, you will begin to confess them because out of the heart out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So as you fill your heart, you'll begin to confess. As you fill your heart, you'll begin to confess those truths. You don't start confession to get to the heart. You fill the heart to begin to confess. And that's what happens. That's what's happening to me. And and to finish the story, my back's fine. Like, it was twinging earlier today and everything, but I'm talking about guys I literally was like crouched over in pain. But I was like, no, I said out loud, I am not missing work tomorrow. I'm going to be there. And I went into work. My back was hurting a little bit, but it's less and less because I'm in recovery because I believe I am healed. My spine has no issues, no disc or out of place, no disc or inflamed, no disc or swollen. And I am agreeing with him that by his stripes I was healed. He bore my pain. So if I'm bearing my pain, I'm saying, Jesus, you're not worthy worthy to bear my pain. But if I'm agreeing with him, saying, Lord, this is, this is your pain, I'm not even agreeing. It's my pain anymore. Scripture says you bore my pain. Take it, take yeah. it all. <laughs> but I let, um,
0: you you were talking about a measure of faith, and- yeah. Um, this thing popped to my head back in the day, like before there was like uh-huh. the metric system or the system that we use. I can't remember what it's called, inches and all that, <laughs> you
3: know, yards and all of that, feet. Is um, the English system and the metric? Yeah. System.
0: Back in the good old days, how like the king would. Mm determine how long these things were like a foot would be how long his foot was. Yeah. Like it would be, that's what it's based off of. So how big God is, is the measure that yeah. our faith is built off of. Mm-hmm. And it's, I just, he just put that in my that's head. That's a good point. <laughs> so everybody's got the same measure Yeah. and it's off of him. It's not based off of us. Yeah. If it was based off of us, it would be different, but yeah. it's not. It's based off God. El Shaddai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and you he was bringing some things to my my thought um, the story of the paralyzed man that got brought through the roof and everything the first thing that Jesus said to him uh, was uh, da, 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 da. seeing their faith Jesus said to the man young man your sins are forgiven yeah, and like before he could like finish it, like yeah. the Pharisees like, oh, who is this guy and all of this, <laughs> and it he, he goes on. Uh, he's like, why do you question this in your hearts? So I prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. So it, it was all at the same time. He's like, your sins are forgiven. Thus you're healed. Yeah. And like yeah. it's like this conjoined thing. It's yeah. not like. And it's like in two little boxes and that's like,
1: a really like, good point
0: you know yeah. and it's just so cool it's like your sins are forgiven, thus you're healed yep and even talks about that if you're wanting healing, you have to forgive people yep you have to forgive them of their trespasses so you can receive healing because if you're holding those things in your heart then you're not walking as Christ did with that forgiveness yeah um i I just thought that was great and then um. 1 Corinthians uh, 12 and 9 says the same spirit gives faith to one another, and to someone else, the spirit gives the gift of healing. So it's all the same thing. It's mm-hmm. like forgiveness, healing, forgiveness, healing. And they're all on the same tray. And they it's come like, from the same spirit. Yeah, yeah. It's like, boom, there it is. And like, once you see it, you're like, huh, ah, can't be unseen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 mm. You know well,
2: I'll go. I got this. Um, so, I was driving the other day, and this was a few days ago, and I was going down the road, and I had a vision, and it's really messed with me in a good way, and I'm just going to share with you guys what I saw. Um, I saw like the atmosphere be ripped. Like the atmosphere was ripped, like it was paper. And on the other side of the paper was all I could see was purple. Hmm. But the Lord spoke to me and was telling me to just reach onto the other side and grab my scepter and grab my ring. And like, He just showing me more and more every day that heaven is now Mm. like Mm. there's a list of things that judah hates one of the things that i hate is when people are sitting around and waiting and die to go to heaven like if that if that's your view of what this thing is you might as well just go ahead and go to heaven now (laughs) because you're in the way (laughs) um so to tie this in with our subject um I'm going to quote a scripture here. As God's co workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain, for he says, In the time of my favor, I heard you, and in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor, and now is the day of salvation. Um, what God showed me, like I said, is a heaven is now, and salvation really like if we want to make it really 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 simple is basically every single good thing you could ever want or need and if that's the way you view God it just makes it very simple to believe and expect him to provide every single good thing we could ever need so today is the day of salvation mm-hmm. and we're not we're not waiting on something like we're not waiting on God to do something he's already done everything it's just a matter of believing that he already did it and like Judah was saying, I mean, like, okay, I heard someone teach a long time ago, if you can believe that a man that you never saw died two thousand years ago and that saved you from hell, that you also can't see, like that's a lot Yeah, that's a mm-hmm. lot of belief. Like if you yeah. can believe that, it shouldn't be that hard to believe the rest of this stuff. Yeah. Um But what was interesting, like after I had that vision, it took me like an hour or two, but I remembered there is a scripture that, and uh, a Revelation that there's a prophecy that's really similar to what I saw, and a condensed version of that in Revelation six says, the heavens receded like a sc- scroll being rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place, and I thought that was really interesting because this that chapter is about the seals being broken and there's like the four horses of the apocalypse and all that kind of stuff. But like I saw this particular scripture because I know what God was showing me directly in that vision because I could hear him speaking. Mm -hmm. And every mountain was removed from its place. (laughs) 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 Like that, Um. that, that is the place where he's wanting it to bring us with salvation. Like that, that is the direction of, The people of God like he wants us to walk in a way where every mountain is removed from its place I just think that's really really exciting so there's another place that talks about something being torn you know the veil and I know it's all connected so I always just thought of the veil being torn just as in Jesus the person was veiled. I'm like, okay, now Jesus has been unveiled, and now we know who he is, which, I mean, that's completely true. But I feel like these scriptures and the vision that I had are all interrelated, like the, the sky being torn back like a scroll, rolled back like a scroll to where we can see on the other side and like understand what God has on the other side for us. To, he wants us to see what he's already done. And it's everything. He's already done everything. So, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake... And all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. And I feel like that is what God is wanting to do. And what is going to happen is that he is going to show us we have salvation now. And we're going to believe we have it now. And we're just going to reach through that torn veil into heaven that is available today. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to rise up and every single mountain in our lives is going to be moved and the people that don't know God are going to be terrified and say, these are the sons of God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
3: mm,
0: so there we good.
2: go. That's what I got for right now.
0: Lit. Fam. <laughs> Love of my life.
3: Um, <clears throat> I've just been thinking about um, the concept of sozo um and what you guys have been saying and um i know um isaiah 53 has definitely um in more recent years become the scripture i associate with healing for most of my life It was something that you would hear like around Christmas (laughs) um, or Easter. But um, that was just the tradition I grew up in. But, um, you know, it was really considered, you know, (laughs) like uh, in this translation, it says it was our sorrows that weighed him down but then there's an annotation and it's saying in other versions, it says it was our sicknesses he, our, he carried. It was our diseases. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I'm sure you can look in different translations and there's, you know, different vocabulary and everything, but I think it's significant that um, God uses the vocabulary that he did and, you know, I would have to go and see, you know, in the original language and everything what specific words they use. But I feel like there isn't necessarily a distinction in that vocabulary because it's an all-inclusive thing. And, <clears throat> um, I mean, if you look at the miracles that Jesus performed, like Zach was giving an example of when he healed someone, but he also forgave their sins. And every time that someone came to Jesus, you know, for healing or whatever, he always gave them more than what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And like, I think about um, the blind man, when Jesus like spit in the mud and, or yeah, spit in the dirt, made mud, and rubbed it on his eyes, (laughs) it's totally weird. But in that moment, like, because blindness, in that culture was con- like it was something that was um caused by like generational sins it was considered a curse because of your sin mm-hmm. and you go back and look in Deuteronomy like that was one of the things it's like if you do this you know blindness will come on <laughs> all these terrible things um and you know you would be sitting on the side of the road and people would be spitting at you But Jesus literally, in what would be the shameful thing that this man's experienced probably every day of his life, he used to heal him and he Mm -hmm. took that shame off of him and the same time physically (laughs) healing him. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I mean, I've heard people tell, you know, their kind of own narrative about it, but um, I, I just love the idea that, like, you know if i were sitting there and i couldn't see and people had been spitting at me my whole life like i can't even imagine what that would be like um but this shameful you know position of life um and even in that culture like you would wear these garments that would indicate whatever sickness that you had and carrying around this label but it was like you know have pity on me but Jesus literally used the thing that would be used to shame somebody and made it into this mud and and healed the guy. And, like, I, I can't even imagine, like, what that experience would be like. And I think it's really significant that we look at this word because I think different doctrines and denominations and everything try to dissect it in a different way where it's like, no, this would, you know... He was beaten so we could be, or whipped so we could be healed. Like that vocabulary in that, like it's not. I don't. Th- it's not just about physical healing. It's not just about taking away sins. It's both, mm-hmm. and I think it's really significant that there wasn't really. I mean, there are different distinctions in his words because he does use. You know, he was crushed for our sins. Pierced for our rebellion, and whipped so we could be whole, beaten sorry, beaten so we could be whole, whipped so we could be healed. But it's like he's talking about sins and you know, physical healing because there was also, you know, where you we're talking about sicknesses and disease, and it's like it's an all-inclusive thing. And um, and like Zach was saying, like there's times when um, things that are in our own hearts, um maybe keeping us from physical healing because I know we've talked about it before where, um, things like bitterness and anxiety, those can cause physical symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> and I'm not saying that that's the root of all. I mean, we can, we can get into that some other time, but, um, it's just getting back down to the fact that Jesus paid for everything and everything is available to us. And um, especially like chapters like Isaiah 53 and there's, um, you know, it's used again in the past tense. I believe in 1 Peter where he's talking about we were healed. We are; It's already been paid for us and, um, as the church, like we should be we should be talking about it as an all inclusive thing that's so so healing yes um, and <clears throat> because not one is not. I mean, yes, eternal life, of course, is important. And being saved is important. Having shame taken off of you is important. Being physically healed is important. And who are we to say that one is more important than the other? Because God did it all. Because he's saying that it's all important. Um, and I think, we, like Judah was saying, like we we can't separate it because, I mean, God... He put it all together. And I think that's really reflective in just looking at this word. It's like sometimes like when, when I've read this, it's like I don't really see a distinction. Are we talking about just sins or are we talking about sins and physical healing? But it's talking about both. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, that's just how it is. And, and I love that because God didn't, sometimes he doesn't, you know, perfectly lay out everything for us because he wants us to go on that journey of discovering Mm -hmm. that truth but i mean just looking at this it's like it's an all-inclusive thing and when you look at the way i mean if nothing else just look at the way that jesus healed people and when he's forgiving sins and healing and taking shame Mm -hmm. off of people like you can't say that it's not an all-inclusive thing yep so
0: going back to luke 5 god was like you need to read this, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be, um, I'm gonna be obedient. So this is Luke five nineteen, uh, but they, uh, eighteen. So men c- came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside of Jesus, but they could not reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd, right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, they said to them, he, Jesus said to the man, young man, your for, your sins are forgiven. I already talked about this, but this part right here. But the Pharisees, now this was the religious people of the day. And we were kind of talking about this earlier. There's a lot of time the religious people get mad that God's doing something because <laughs> they want to do it themselves. They want their, their works to do it. But the You're Pharisees right. and teachers of the religious law said to themselves, who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. And this part right here, and this is a part I didn't read earlier. Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, "Why do you question this in your hearts?" And this is fire. Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that. it's
0: like which one's easier for you because they're both happening at the same time? <laughs> there you go. And then he,
1: then he goes and keep reading because he gets even more dirty <laughs> on
0: him. So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home.
3: and uh-huh. All and well we're case,
0: made new creatures through him. We're in that bloodline. So yeah. guess what? We have the authority on earth to forgive sins of ourselves. Because that's mm-hmm. what the big, like, I think that's the biggest thing that we as Christians have to get over is our own sins. Mm-hmm. God's mm-hmm. taking care of it. But our minds, the, the enemy has a lot of times it'll attack. And like, hey, you remember when you did this? You remember when yeah. you did this? It's like, does God remember? No, no, he doesn't. So pick up your map. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, man, that was just so good. Is yeah. it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? Man, I was like, Lord, Lord, being a savage over there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ooh, I so never good. really even thought of it. Because, like, I mean, they're both. I, I never thought of it that way. It was just, that's good.
1: Mm-hmm and um like that's so one thing even even shad said that salvation i mean for you have right right relationship with god let's just really talk about that let's elaborate because this is more impressive to believe than for your healing so like he said a jewish guy two thousand years ago Mm -hmm. we believe existed Came, lived a sinless life. We believe that he virgin birth, virgin birth. Let's keep going. Um, He healed buttloads of people, raised them from the dead, miraculous feeding miracles. All these things he did. All these things, and we believe that his death on some wood, and then that he raised from the dead three days later. Come on, guys. See where I'm going. <laughs> if we can believe all of this and be like, oh, that's, that's common knowledge. Yeah, I believe that. Then I you days. need I can this days. much. That's all you need. <laughs> even just an inkling, a little sliver of that and you heal. That, that's all it is. But in that act, mm-hmm. I don't want to put it even. So I'm just saying, guys, You all. I'm saying you have the faith to believe for your healing. Don't listen to those people who say you need more. You can just elaborate for them and be like, okay, you're saying I need more faith to believe my healing than I do and just list off those things I listed. And they're going to go, well, uh, uh, I was just saying what I, I heard and I realize I'm wrong now or they're just going to stay religious in their minds and die. Um, <laughs> but you... Need to know this from the Lord. You have the faith to believe you're healed, grow in that knowledge, become acquainted with him because he became acquainted with us. Listen, he said he was despised and rejected by men. He was despised and rejected so you can be accepted and rejoiced over he was a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. You can't say Jesus didn't know what he didn't understand. He doesn't understand. It's If you believe the Bible, if you say that, then you clearly don't believe the Bible. And it's okay. You're an unbeliever. You can be a believer though. And it says a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. So you can become acquainted. He became acquainted with us. Let us become acquainted mm. with him. Yes. What I'm saying, all this stuff, because you have the faith but don't get your your he he wanted me to do this. He wants your your face to be this. It's just planted on him blinders and you're just looking at him like that. You're just you're fixed on him. It all comes back to Jesus. You are just dumbstruck focused on him. As he's saying, you've be, he's become acquainted with you. Now become acquainted with him. That he he was a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from. Have you ever felt like people just rejected you and turned away from you? Well, Jesus knows. He's acquainted with all of these things. He was despised, and we didn't value him. You don't feel valued? Jesus like, me? I I I felt, you know, I've had that happen. Uh, uh, Just think about that. People he healed were saying crucify him, I guarantee you. There's a...
3: If um <clears throat> you know, it's a very famous piece of music, but Handel's Messiah. There's actually um there's a solo. I. Uh, it's meant for like a deeper woman to sing, but it literally just sing it's the words are Isaiah fifty three verse three and Isaiah fifty verse six. And it's actually a really awkward piece of music to listen to because it's, he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He gave his back to the smiters and his cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. And he hid not his face from shame and spitting. And those are literally the lyrics in the Mm -hmm. song. But it's amazing. But like, I think it is that awkward to listen to. Like there's a part where it's like, and spitting and like it's just like it's very like and like it's like it sounds almost comical but like it's awkward to listen to because it's like you're literally almost having to like meditate on this Mm. physical abuse that jesus had to endure for us i i recommend that you go listen to it it might not be your style or whatever but go listen to it because um just and and listen to the other parts of it as well. Like it's it's a really really awesome piece of music, <laughs> but um, it. Anyway, I it just it I I was thinking of that, but it's just like, um, like Judah was saying, like he. Um. He he knows. I mean, he came to ex, not just to show. The father, I mean, that was, he came to show the father and he came to show us how to reign in life and how to do life, but he also came to suffer for us and he knows every pain that we've been through. Mm -hmm. Um, And just thinking about like, he gave his back to the smiters, like, I mean, it was all of us that put him. Up there, we are the smiters, and he just bared his back to us. But by his stripes of us beating Mm -hmm. him, we are healed. That's good. So,
1: the very, yeah, the very lashes we put on his back that we put there are the very lashes that heal us. It's so beautiful. And and just to because I just want to really flesh this out because I this is what I meditate on. This is all I've listened to today. Um and the, and then he says he was despised and didn't and then he says yet he himself bore our sickness, and he carried our pains, so you can you can meditate on that, really take that let that be a meditation in your mind saying' Lord.' you bore my sickness and you carried my pain. So I don't, I don't have to. Then you start getting that mindset? Well, these, that means these things are, you don't get, don't get the mindset of them. Why are they still here? Lord? Then say to him, say, say to them, why are you still here? You know, say yeah. to your pain, pain, you are bore. He bore you. Yeah. yeah. He sickness. He bore you. Speaking you have no. no place in my body. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities. So if you think, even this is just fleshing it out more, if you think you deserve any penance or anything, you have to do anything because of your transgressions or or deserve anything because of your iniquities, you don't because he was... Pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities, punishment for our peace was on him. So he took our punishment, and we are healed by his wound. So take time, guys. And we all went astray like sheep, we all have turned away on our own way, and the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. Think. Take time, I'm saying, take time, guys, to think about that. That we all turned away and the Lord punished him. Yeah. He took all the punishment. So if you're accepting any of this from, like, it's from God, and actually in the next chapter it says, when you get attacked, this is Isaiah 54, it wasn't from me. Yeah. So when you get attacked, it's not from him. He was oppressed and afflicted, and yet he didn't open his mouth like a lamb led to the slaughter. Let me see, there's another. Just one second guys
3: and if we are thinking that we have to endure punishment or penance for our sins it's us saying that what he did wasn't enough
1: exactly and it says and yet the lord was pleased to crush him severely yeah to crush him and in the old testament the the sacrifice what he was he said he said he said lamb and, and beast you do not want but you've given me a body He's a sacrifice for us all. And in the Old Testament, they would lay hands on their sacrifice, thus symbolically giving the sins mm-hmm. over to that thing. So he took all of our sins, all of our everything. He, he didn't just share in it so he's like, oh, I understand, buddy. He yeah. literally absorbed in himself our yeah. sickness, our transgressions, our iniquities. I no longer, this is what the Lord's been talking to me about now, I believe. I am no longer an introvert. I am no in, in the, in the sense of I'm not shy. I'm not, I'm not afraid of conversation. I'm not afraid of small talk. I'm anything of these inch. Cause I used to think I needed like days to recharge or, and I, this stuff was such a, a hindrance for me, but I was like, well, I'm just an introvert. It's just the way I am. No, if it hinders me from talking to people to encouraging people from being like him, then I'm not an introvert. I'm not going to say I'm an extrovert. I am like Christ. That is who I'm like and I'm growing in that and it's not a hindrance. If you are using introvert as, a, as an excuse for anything of your lacking, that is not the truth and you need to lay that down. Let the Lord teach you what a Christvert is. You know, I don't cuz I don't want to say extrovert or introvert. What a Christvert? So someone is like Christ how they act. Yeah. Introverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're no longer you're a new creation. It means that that's a prototype. You are a new substance. You are completely okay. new. There's 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 nothing about you that's like the old. You're not in a repair shop getting new additions. He chunked Come you. On. He chunked the whole thing and made you completely new. And through this, you're completely. That covers everything. Mm. If you grew up in poverty, you don't have to anymore. You yes. are a child of wealth. You are of the kingdom of heaven. And I'm learning this, guys. I'm walking this out because my family has just come from poverty, but I'm not impoverished. And I'm getting out of that poverty mindset. I used to think the man was against me. I used to hate rich people. I used to be like, oh, I can't. How dare they be wealthy? You know, I deserve this and I deserve this. But now I'm starting to realize I do deserve it but I also put forth the effort to gain what I do deserve. And I deserve as much as I get, but I get as much as I gain by working for it. But also because the Lord blesses things. And there's more to that. I'm not just saying we we better work by the stress of your brow. No, the garden in Eden literally just do came and things were just growing. So there's a fact of where you're walking in discipline, but then the Lord's just blessing everything around you. You're putting in effort, but he's like exponentially growing it. And you're just like, well, this is just, amazing and because <laughs> it's just like when they gave the talents and the minus that one guy's excuse was lord i know you reap where you don't sow and you <laughs> you harvest where you didn't reap and that's the same thing with us we reap where we're not sowing and we're, we're gaining things just because the lord's good there's actually people out there i've said this before but the wicked are out there working to the the bone so they can lay up wealth for us Hashtag rise. So, <laughs> so those people are giving and working and slaving. There was Kings in the old Testament that funded the rebuilding of Jerusalem. And they weren't even Christians. They were not, you know, they weren't Jewish. They didn't believe in God. They were yeah. just Kings. And they believed they were the Mac daddy. They literally were, they were like the King of the whole world, the known world of that time. And they paid for the rebuilding mm-hmm. of Jerusalem guys. So in the same way now, Oh, think about this guys. Okay. I guess this is what I'm getting. I'm learning this. We have a superior covenant to the Old Testament. Yeah. Why would they be so rich? I mean, Solomon so wealthy that he's like their kings won't be as wealthy as you. He was so wealthy that silver was like dirt. Mm. He was like, I don't even like silver. That's so. That's so last year. I'm up in that gold business, you know. But but that's what I, what I'm saying, guys. Is that if Abraham was so blessed, he, he fought five Kings by himself. He's like, bring it on what you want to do. And then he defeated them all. He saved the King and the King's like, I want to give you this. And he's like, actually, I'm not even going to accept nothing to give me. Cause the Lord is the one who's made me wealthy. So excuse you. Uh, but just all this stuff guys was from an inferior covenant. Mm-hmm. We are of the superior covenant. So we're all meant to be wealthy and I'm not preaching, you know, just now. Okay. Put that link up so we can get their their tithe. No, no. But we are wealthy. We are of the kingdom of heaven. But we're not wealthy because even in Deuteronomy, it says it gives power to gain wealth to advance his kingdom. So we are kingdom mindset. We are kingdom focused. We are walking and speaking and declaring things from heaven to earth. That's the wealth I'm speaking of. Not just monetary gain, but our entire being is wealthy. Everything we do, and you're going to see us, because we're just examples I got right here. You're going to see wealth manifest in like a magnet attached to our lives, hmm. not just wealth of money, but wealth of joy, yes. wealth of peace, hmm. wealth of friendships, uh. wealth of every wealth of wisdom, wealth of everything, because we are wealthy. That's the prosperity I speak of. And yes, is it going to turn into monetary Sure, and are we going to get nice things? Sure, because our daddy has it all, but that's not our focus. That's simply going to be fruit from the tree of wealth that we are. Hmm. Period.
0: You were talking about introverts and extroverts and Christverts and all of that. Um, I'd also suggest uh, people to steer away from Enneagrams as well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, um, but you were talking about like if we can believe all of these crazy things, yes, um, I was watching a video where this guy literally goes through things that are outside of the Bible that shows Jesus like was actually someone that had a following, yep. that people were saying he was a sorcerer because he was healing people yep. and that he died. And that the church lived on and all of that they didn't really like say like came back or whatever but like they were showing so many things that this was this guy was actually happening yeah uh, and a lot of like Roman inquiries into the early church and him and everything but I think the most interesting one was Pharisees believed in like people could come back yeah but it was only two days. Like, they could come back. And after that, like, their, their spirit yeah. went out of their body and could never come back. So that's why it was three days. Yep. And then Jesus came back. Because yep. <laughs> he was breaking mm-hmm. the system. <laughs>
1: uh, was just, just little things like that's
0: that. That's really interesting. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And he also
1: had to, because... Uh, Lazarus came back after four days, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but scripture says that his body did not see decay. They believe that on the fourth day your body began to decay. Mm-hmm. So that's why Lazarus came back at four because he had decay. You know, they said he stinks. Yeah. Or King James stinketh. He stinketh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus came back on the third day because his body did not, scripture says that his body did not see corruption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Incorruptible
0: seed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got something? I saw you looking over there and Googling. Yeah,
2: I found something. We have to uh, go in reverse for it, but Amy, could you go ahead and do a back b- that thing a up. quick synapse of what you were saying? Synapse. That's not what I was. Synopsis. Synopsis, yeah. A quick synopsis of what you were saying about us giving Jesus his stripes. Uh yeah. Um <clears throat> like
3: I was talking about um that song aria from the messiah and it was isaiah 50 uh, where it was saying um he bared his back to the smiters and that we were the smiters that he <coughs> expo- like he he willingly took this on even though like you think about like his uh, prayer where it was like not my will but your will be done you know he willingly submitted to god's will he exposed himself to us he became sin for us and um what you know we put those stripes on him but those stripes are what healed us in turn Mm -hmm.
2: okay so i have a verse for this i saw this maybe a year ago, two years ago. I'm not sure exactly. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it many times, but I saw it and I thought it was really interesting. This is when the people are bringing Jesus uh, to Pilate, to crucify him. And this is what they're saying. Pilate, what shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah, Pilate asked. They all answered, crucify him. Why, what crime has he committed, asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, His blood is on us and in our children. <laughs> <laughs> when I first read that, like I was like, man, what a stupid thing to say, Like to have the responsibility yeah. of murdering Christ put on you and your family. And Judah may not remember this, but we were in the car. We were talking about this, and Holy Spirit dropped the revelation, which is really simple if you just think about it. But I I just I wasn't getting it for whatever reason. Like, <laughs> they were just prophesying what Christ was doing, you know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you're all going to murder me, and... My blood is going to cover all of you. <laughs> <Yep>. mm-hmm. <laughs> like yep. what they—they they thought they were doing the most awful thing possible, but re- in reality, they were covering themselves with salvation. Yeah, that's a
1: great, that's <laughs> a good one. Either. That's the one take cut to the bank.
0: You were talking about sacrifices and like the sheep mm-hmm. and all of that, and the old covenant was that people were under. People would be atoned from their sin, but mm-hmm. they, like they still knew they said like it was still there. Mm -hmm. Like it was just covering it. And with Christ and God was giving me this revelation, it takes everything away. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. And we need to live. And I'm speaking to myself as well. We need to live from that standpoint that if it's all taken away, that's the past as well. Mm -hmm. Everything that you've done, it's taken away. It's erased and you cannot let the enemy keep bringing it up and using it as a weapon because it's 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 useless like it's it's not there yeah uh and i'm speaking to myself because like he's been trying to like you know like shut up (laughs) (laughs) but if the ultimate sacrifice the ultimate lamb can cover everything you've got to give it up as well i'm speaking to myself as well
1: and I got some more. Um, this is one thing uh, I've heard it happen a few times, but I'm, I really believe it more and more. Um, the effects of your sin that you have on your body or in your body are also covered yes. and healed. Yes. So if you cut yourself, if you took any punishment, any self-inflicted punishment, well, he took that. So even those scars that are on your body, you don't have to like memorialize them and be like, Well, they just remind me, no, they gone. Mm. They are gone in Jesus' name. Yes. Yes. And even, I I say this over myself, the years of gluttony that I gave into, you know, not having the right knowledge and all these things, he's teaching me a lot, but even the effects of gluttony on my own body are going. Yes. And and this fat's got to go, you know, because it's from, this is sin. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to accept it. I'm just a big husky guy. Nah, I'm going to get fit. And I'm gonna get in the gym, yeah, and all those things, and eat right. I am, Lord's helping me with all these things. Like He's legit. I don't got time to get in. How He's helping my appetite. It's been really awesome. Uh, but the effects of it, of my transgressions, were laid upon Him. So He took even the the results of my sin. So why they don't have to stay on my body? So if you have any 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 scars or, or any sicknesses, any STDs, anything like that from your sins or your transgressions, see them laid upon him. He yes. didn't he'd see those cuts you put on yourself laid on him. And I guarantee you, you'll see them come off of you in your physical body. You won't just have an imagination that they're not there. But I want to give one last story. There was a Smith. Oh, we were talking about this one lady who had a goiter, which was like a huge tumor type thing. And she had it like on her neck, right? Um, she went up, got prayer and came back the next night and uh, gave her testimony, how how healed. She is. And she had this big old goiter still there. And Mm -hmm. she came back every like two years after that saying, I'm healed everyone. Look, I'm so healed. Still having it. It actually got bigger. And then on the third year, someone said, You're you're crazy. You go go look in the mirror, you'll see it's still there. And she went to bed at night and she said, Lord, show them how healed I am. (laughs) And and like she was convinced. And she woke up the next day, it was gone. But you have to see her mindset. That's what I'm saying, guys. (laughs) She was like, she kept testifying, I'm healed. It's like this big. I'm healed. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? You're crazy. Yeah, people are going to think you're crazy for a while. And if you want, the Lord told me to use this word. If, if healed hurts your head, say you're recovering. Yeah. Say you're yeah. in recovery. Yeah, I'm recovering. <clears throat> I'm, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, this is going on, but I'm recovering. Yeah. But don't just say it generically. I don't, I'm not teaching you any keys. You better throw the whole ring out. I don't want you having skeleton keys. You're not a janitor. You get them keys out. I'm yeah. tired of the word keys. That's another thing. It's on my list. things i don't like and you have jesus and jesus alone and meditate with him i want you to meditate more than i want you to speak because out of the heart the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks i confess these things because they're in there and they're like bubbling and it's just like good gas (laughs) it's just coming out yeah i just said that guys would you say jesus is the key (laughs)
3: Yeah. <laughs> the only He's the talking only about key. like the seven keys to Yeah, I, I'm and that. tired of all that <laughs> stuff.
1: But I'm just saying, meditate before you speak. Let that just resonate in you. Let your imagination come alive. See him in anguish, all these things. But I wanted to point this out too. But he didn't get stuck on the cross. Yeah. He did all these. He was acquainted with all these things. But. And in the same way, this is, this is where you transition. You understand you acquaint yourself with this Jesus, mm. but then you go ahead and die with that one and acquaint yourself as dead and then raise with them. <laughs> because on the cross, it says he absolved the curse. He absolved sin, sickness, all these things. So you acquaint yourself with the cross, Jesus, but also acquaint yourself with the dead, Jesus. In the ground and then rise with him because Paul said if we are likened in his death then we are also likened in his resurrection so once you're done and you you fully can see those things done you're like yeah I see him on you Jesus now he's like getting that grave (laughs) you best get and then you raise with him and then you just see yourself completely new because you are you're a new creation But now you see and you fully believe that those scars are gone, that you don't got to jiggle when you wiggle. The fat of mismanagement of things is gone. If there's any sickness in your body that caused that, it's gone. Everything that (laughs) hinders you in this life has been laid off and dead and buried. And you've risen a new creation of heavenly being, incorruptible seed of a new lineage, no generational curses to follow, nothing. You are completely anew. And take that time. Go through that. Let yourself have that. Where you see it all on him. And then you see that you're one with him. And then you see that you're raised with him. And then we'll talk more about that another time.
3: <laughs> Can God, I
0: just... Yeah, I'm gonna... requ- God said you're going to be luxuriously sexy.
1: Luxuriously sexy. Okay. Yeah.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I receive it. <laughs> go ahead, love.
3: You were saying like acquaint yourself... With the resurrected Jesus, acquaint yourself with the Revelation chapter one. Jesus, the glorified Jesus, go yes. go read them. Um, <clears throat> I just wanted to—I know we probably need to wrap up. Um, I wanted to read this word to kind of wrap things up. Um, this is John, third John, chapter one, verse two. Dear friends, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well, or that you would prosper as your soul prospers. So we are wanting that for ourselves and for everybody that's watching. So even as your soul prospers, everything else will prosper. That
2: all may go well with you.
0: All may go well. Yes, all. And your soul this is quick, means everything. Uh, The Hebrew word is nefesh. And that means your whole, everything about you, not the way like the Greeks thought about the soul where it yeah. leaves your body. It means your whole being. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that, that, oh, that's so sweet. It's so sweet. Mm-hmm. That's where we're going to end it. It's, this yeah. is a jam packed episode. Yeah. It's so, so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed it. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. We yeah. got podcast versions. We got a lot of awesome things coming your way. You don't even know it yet, but Jesus is like, Wah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah! Anyway, so there you go. I'm going to let Judah pray us out.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask. So, Lord, I thank you. Now with this truth, you said you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So that we have the knowledge of this truth, we are free and we receive this freedom. We receive the healing that came with our Sozo Salvation Package. (laughs) We receive the full... (laughs) Separation from our old selves. And we raise anew with you, Lord. We are victorious. We are the head and not the tail. We are more than overcomers. Mm. And we are healed by your stripes. We were healed. And we'll stay that way. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you. This has been Zach. And Amy. Shad. And Judah. Have a blessed week. Goodbye.